whoever listens to this, get it to Judy Luck. That's L-U-K in Syracuse. Judy, I've messed up. I don't know this part of the city and I'm ducked into an outclove on the street where nothing is open. And the further I go, the darker it gets. I interviewed John's wife and I think I'm in over my head. Everyone involved in this is scared shitless. And you can add me to that list. She said he called two weeks ago and told her to shelter in their church. That's the last time she heard from him. Is this what happens? This thing gets under your skin and you think your own shadow is a demon that's gonna knife you in the back? I felt followed for days. Now I'm sure of it. They were both on the train. They were watching me. A tall man, sandy hair under a stocking cap and then a woman, normal clothes, but she was wearing a hijab. I managed to sneak photos on my phone before the battery went down. They should be saved to the cloud. God, I hope John was wrong. I hope all of this is my imagination. I don't see them. I'm gonna make a run for it. Hi, I'm Rebecca Lash, and that was me in the field two weeks ago. And no, it wasn't my imagination. Some of you Philly peeps know my name from the Punk Beat for Dark 30 magazine. That job was fun, but if you read me, you know Dark 30 didn't make it. And that left me with 16 pairs of totally legit Doc Martin boots, three black leather jackets, and no job. I know what you're thinking. Dark 30, they went back under, ugh, yeah, it was a minute ago. But proper piercing and proper journalism is not a match made in heaven. At least not if you go by the looks that I got from all the boomers sitting on the quickly vanishing jobs at the papers that I didn't really want to work at anyways. So. I decided to patty smite this shit and blaze a new trail. My drinks have been free for the last few years and I know a lot of broke punkers, so I was able to afford some, let's say, experienced recording gear, but I had to pay the rent. So I got a job slinging cups at the Philly Bean while I kept an eye out for a bitchin' story. When Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in jail, I thought I'd go looking for his girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell. But my best guess was she'd been Johnny blitzed and put under a nice lab of concrete. Turns out, the FBI had eyes on her the whole time, so whew, dodge that bullet. And if you're typing Johnny Blitz into Google right now, you're about to discover the dead boys. You can thank me later. Cash through Patreon will make you cool. And welcome to my podcast. I'm Rebecca Lash, and you're listening to The Weird. Okay, and what can I get you? Uh, can I get an iced vanilla latte? All right, and that'll be- Yo, Jack, someone's here for you. What the flaming lips? Hey, kid. Ronnie, Ronnie. Yeah, I got it. Uncle George, yo, dude, what are you doing here? Passing through. How did you even know I worked here? 30 years, NYPD, come on. I was testing a new mic that day, but in the excitement, I didn't think to grab it when I stepped outside to visit with my long-lost uncle for a few minutes. He wasn't really lost. It's a short train ride from Philly to the boroughs in New York, but my family has never been close. And I'd only seen him a few times since I graduated college. My mother, even less. The minute we stepped out, I could tell something was up. There was a pallor to him, a hesitance that I'd never really seen in him. I pretended to check a text and kicked on my phone's recorder. You're listening to The Weird.
passing through. Passing through to where? West. I don't know. I retired, sold the house, bought that van parked over there. Got a little more customizing to do, but I'm gonna live out of it for a while. <laughs> van life. What's that? Oh, never mind. I had no idea. Congratulations, I guess. Mom okay? Oh yeah, she's fine. You should call her more often. When she learns how to behave. Yeah, yeah, I know. So listen, I heard about your paper shutting down, and I bumped into your old boyfriend, you know, Tommy. Ah, got it. You put out you're looking for a story on Facebook or Insta, whatever. Yeah, but seriously, are you okay, Uncle George? Yeah. Me? I'm indestructible. Look, your boss keeps glancing out. What time you get off? I'll buy you something to eat. Uncle George was my dad's older brother. They were both cops. He'd always looked out for me back in the tough years after dad died, and I was pretty sure he was the toughest man alive. But that day, something was off. Very off. I finished my shift and we stood out on a street corner eating pizza in the chilly fall air. It's kind of our thing. But he was unusually quiet. So I hoped he wasn't feeling like it was time to tell me the story. I already knew it. My dad was killed in the line of duty. Uncle George shot the man that did it. The end. Finally, he asked if I wanted to see his new van. I turned on the recorder as we crossed the street. He noticed, but didn't seem to mind. Dodge Mahal. <laughs> I'll get it fixed up. It'll be nice when I'm done. What's this? Uncle George had just set down three micro cassette tapes and then took a seat in the pivoting captain's chair. The van was a punk band's dream. Bare metal inside, a mattress flopped down in the back, a refrigerator, and a couple chairs. That was it, if we don't count the duffel bags slung in the corner. And up until now, Uncle George had seemed just about as empty as the van and strangely distracted. I'm telling you not to listen to them. I don't understand. Well, that makes two of us. <laughs> What's up with using tapes? You even have a player? Same one I've been carrying for about 20 years. The tapes can't be traced like all this digital shit. You mark them, lock them in a drawer, they're right there when you come back. Listen, I'm not gonna be able to answer what you're gonna ask. Just be warned, it's not that easy of a listen. Good show, Wicks. All of you on the ground. We are federal agents. You are under arrest. Schumann, this means you. Grab some pavement. Go, go! Stop resisting the You fucker. Going down. Keep partner, hang in there, man. Keep the pressure. Damn it. 
We need help here! Can you see him? What? See what, buddy? What is it? What are you talking about? Demons. Demons? What? Demons. They're everywhere. Oh, no, no, Alan, Alan, no! Wix, don't you die on me! Don't you understand? I need you, man! We're not done yet! John, I'm so sorry, man. He's gone. Let him go. You must let him go. What the hells? That was an open mic on a fellow named John Gaines. He's Homeland Security. Wicks was FBI. We're trying to arrest a handful of other Homeland guys. The Wicks guy died? Yeah. He just heard a man die. I'm sorry. Did he say demons? What was that? I don't know, kid. I don't know. Thing is, the guys they were trying to arrest, they had them, surrounded, outnumbered. It was over, and then... The horses. Yeah, spooked out of their heads. And some cops and other agents, they all got this blank look and turned weapons. The guy, Shillman, he was John Gaines's boss, higher-level Homeland Security. When the shooting broke out, he ran, though, slid into a storm drain like a crocodile or something. <laughs> okay, what is this? You're punking me. No, kid, I'm not. I wish I were. I'm a captain. I know a lot of guys. No one is touching this. But something weird happened in that city. That's what they're calling it. The weird. A four or five day stretch that no one wants to talk about. I dug at it, but it was not appreciated. So I'm retiring while I can. You recorded this? No. It came off an FBI ops recording. That's a bootleg. I'm not supposed to have it. So where is this Gaines guy from Homeland Security? Have you talked to him? Vapor. Vanished. Like he never existed. Did you know him? Crossed paths with him some over the years. Always seemed okay. Something got in his head. And this was like a war in the streets. At least half a dozen died. That was only one battle. I'm sure the news has been all over this. Nothing. That's what I'm telling you. No one is even allowed to ask about this. Can I hear the other tapes? Uncle George played the other two clips. Strange events, different places, and John Gaines was in all three. The last one happened inside a financial tower in Lower Manhattan. And while the recording was terrible, it was still clear that whatever happened in there was the very bloody outcome of some sort of collective madness. The Crusades had nothing on this. Did you get inside the tower? No, I was outside with the loonies only managed to peek into the outer foyer. That was plenty. There was blood splatter everywhere. Loonies? Religious nuts. Chanting, praying, holding up anything they could find with crosses and religious symbols scrawled on it. 
Mostly a star with a circle around it. You know what it meant? No. I don't want to know. Did it look like... this? Yeah. Yeah, similar. Hmm. The Seal of Solomon. That's random. Yeah, so the loonies. All the shooting was going on and one of them went into the building. Never came out from what I saw. A lot less people came out than walked in that day. How's that even possible? I'm assuming body bags went out through an underground garage. I held a cordon all night. We already had that set up because the president was supposed to be there that day. I saw Marine One, but it never landed. Turned around right before Gaines pulled up. And no news reports? No nothing reports. Rumors. Demons, George, forget about it. Guys chuckle when they say it, but it had us all pretty shook up. Anything after that? It's been quiet since then. That's only been a week ago, a little over. And you've already sold your house. Well, signs in the yard. <sighs> I ate too much, let's walk. You haven't said anything in a while. Sorry, my gut's churning. I'm trying to sort it. I, I don't think I should have shown this to you. I'd have never forgiven you if you didn't. I know you're needing a break, and I want you to... I want to do what I can for you. Stick around and help me. No, I'm... Can't be near it. That'd be worse. I think maybe let's sit down here for a minute. You really don't seem well. No, no, it's just... a troubled mind, that's all. You see that first tape we played? The first shot that killed Wicks? It was fired by one of mine, a rookie. It was some of my guys that turned on Wicks and his team. I lost three men. And I guess that's brought back a lot of old shit. I saw it on your face when we played it. I could hear you yelling in the background. You know, you're dead. He was shot by a cop. No, Uncle George, he was shot that by- That was the story, but it wasn't the truth. He was shot by a dirty cop. And God's my witness, it took me a long time. But now he's in the ground too. You need to know your dad was good, better than I'll ever be. And he loved you, you know that. I've always known that. Good, good. So back then, the department just didn't want to admit a cop could get shot by a cop. And this is just the same old crap. Homeland came in and cleaned this up. I had six guys behind bars, and they made it go away with a wave of the hand. Even the kid that killed that FBI agent, Wicks? All of them said Wicks was rogue. And that's where I can't sort it. I'm just too close to it. And I'm a known quantity. They know how to pull the strings, turn my head like the reins of any horse. That's why I'm thinking maybe you. You're smart. You're outside the system in hell. Look at you. The leather, the tats, the piercings. You're staying taller than most men in those boots you wear. Nobody's gonna run you. <laughs> Cranky people with $3 in their pocket run me. 
So what's your gut tell you, Uncle George? What do you think was going on? Something scared the hell out of guys that don't scare. That recording from the fire captain at the port, I wasn't there that night. But that was five days before the bloodbath you heard. Whatever was in that shipping container, that's what started it. That's what you gotta run down. It's late, but I don't sleep. I thought about going and catching a band, but I'm calling it a work night. Uncle George says it all started at the port. So I'm gonna listen to that tape again while I upload it to digital. If everything else came after, then something that happened here led to an FBI agent named Wicks laying dead in the street about five days later. Stand back from it, boys. Is it hot? Didn't hit the rad monitors. Homeland's coming. Yes, Gaines, now. Captain Halford, what we got? Just rolled up. Hans says it's not tripping the radiation units. Okay, so what's the word, Hans? Overweight. No manifest. It never should have hit U.S. soil, but there she is. One 40-foot container with no papers. There's Arab scribbling on that tag via to the latch lock off a ship from Egypt which is two hours back out to sea, right? Jesus, do you have a... What the... Who's on top of it? Said he was one of yours. What's he swinging around? Your guess is as good as mine. Hey, you homeland? Yes. Science and Technology Division. Farzam Yari. How'd you get here before me? <laughs> Police scanner? You want to tell me what you're doing? Electromagnetic imaging. I'm trying to determine what's inside. Okay, and? Nothing. No images at all. Uh, coming down. It ain't empty, John. Thing weighs near 60 ton. I didn't say empty. I said no images. Which means whatever is in there is of very uniform density. We talking lead shielding? I can't say with certainty. Wipes are negative for explosives. Bomb dog didn't react to it. So, Yari, can you read this tag? Yes, sure. It's Arabic. Some warning not to open. And that's the seal of a cleric. We need a containment unit. Hour of A. I say swing a crane and put this damn thing at the bottom of the river. Well, I say open it. Wait, what? We'll have containment in an hour, John. Man, I'm not standing here while some timer ticks to zero. Open it up. Cut it open. Rest of you stand back. Here, yeah, back. Back up, everybody. Fall back. Button everlasting. What is it? Sand. Just sand. Um, sand? Yes, but don't touch it. I'll collect samples, OK? Ah, uh, here we go. Just what I need. Who is that? That is Rick Shulman. Okay, let me do the talking. I had left Uncle George at his van before going home to give the tapes another listen. He gave me a big hug and said we'd have breakfast the next morning before he drove out. 
That last clip came from the fire command recording system. The fire department left only a few minutes later. So that was all the audio Uncle George had from that night. Obviously, I had questions. But what most intrigued me was that all the agents heard in that recording were now either missing or dead. It wasn't clear if the FBI agent Wicks was there that night or not, but I had a feeling I'd find out that he was. The next morning, I got up early because I didn't want Uncle George to get a ticket when the meters came on at seven. I beat the clock, but he'd already moved the van. So I texted him. It bounced. I called. And the message said his number was disconnected. I didn't really know what to do next. So I turned on the recorder and walked across the street. I decided to record everything from that point on. Hey, Beck. You know you don't start till nine this morning? Thought my uncle might be here waiting on me. Then you're late. He was here when I came in to open. Perfect. Where'd he go? He didn't say. Ask me to give you this, though. Intense, dude. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie handed me a small notebook. Spiral type, cost about 50 cents, fits in a shirt pocket. I flipped through the pages and can see that it held a sparse collection of notes in my uncle's handwriting. I wish I could say I was surprised that he left, but I wasn't. I had hoped his van would be there the next morning, but didn't exactly expect it. I'm not sure what that says about me. Maybe I've dated too many musicians. Three days since my uncle left Philly. I'm on a train to Syracuse. I finished my week out and got paid, then asked Ronnie for a few days off. Ronnie wasn't thrilled with the short notice, but with Uncle George popping up and leaving just as abruptly, it wasn't hard to sell urgent family business as the reason. I feel pretty sure that this is the story I've been waiting for, but as they say, don't quit your day job. So I didn't. about being alone on a train at night that's always felt a little foreboding to me. And that was before I decided to poke around for some demons that might have killed a bunch of cops. So as I go into this, here's what I know, or at least what I think I know. Two weeks ago, agents from Homeland Security and the FBI went to a port in New York to investigate a container from the Middle East that arrived without proper paperwork. Three days later, two of those agents and a high-level FBI officer tried to arrest another Homeland agent and got into a gunfight. That gunfight then spilled into a financial tower where the president was scheduled to appear. There was a loud and bloody fight there, and none of the agents have been seen since. According to Uncle George, this series of events left no less than eight federal officers and NYPD cops dead. And if that wasn't shocking enough, there has not been one shred of news reporting on any of it. So what happened? Was the container really filled with nothing but sand? And if not, what else was in it? 
Why did Homeland agent John Gaines and FBI officer Wicks try to arrest another Homeland agent named Shulman? Did this have anything at all to do with the container or was it just bad blood that found a reason to spill over? And most importantly, do I dare touch this? I need perspective. And that's why I'm going to Syracuse. Hello, Professor. This is Judy Luck. She was my journalism professor and is both the bravest and hippest woman ever to live. Born in Hong Kong, immigrated as a child, she was a war reporter in Vietnam. No, no, we're peers now. It's just Judy. Peers. <laughs> yeah, right. We are. I read your piece about Sid and Nancy. I thought it was very good work. You could have sold that anywhere. You know the Chelsea Hotel is gone now? I heard they gutted it. Ugh, crime against humanity, rich trust fund fucks. <laughs> no kidding. Come in. Oh, you look great. You made an impression. Oh no, you came to me fully formed. If I remember, half of your head was shaved and the other half- Purple, mostly. Yes. My major professor answered the door wearing black leather pants and a silver silk top that perfectly accents the patina of her thick curly hair. As I walk in, I realize that even in her late 60s, she still moves like she could jump from one foxhole to another and look good doing it. She's a god and she's taking me into her sanctum. I've got three pounds of knee-high patent leather boots laced up each leg and I feel like I'm walking on air. Sit, sit. You want coffee? It's instant or tea. I've got almost anything. I'd better go with tea. I become a bit of a coffee snob. Oh no, that won't do for a reporter. There's never tea in the field and believe me, I look. And the coffee always stinks. Leaded or unleaded? Mmm, leaded. That a girl. Love the boots. Thank you. So, you say you have a story? Are we getting the Pulitzer next year? Eh, the Pulitzer's not exactly my jam. Oh, honey, it will be, but I like the spirit. So? I've got something. Uh-huh. I tried to keep it tight, told her what she needed to know about Uncle George and nothing more. Then I played the three recordings for her in chronological order. She sat for a long minute after the last one. And you have some notes? Right here. Not a lot. Hmm. Uh-huh. You realize that if even part of this is true... I think I do. Well, say it, Sunshine. Someone tried to kill the president. That's one possibility. What are the others? Well, I don't believe in coincidence, so... Kidnap? Embarrass? Compromise, extort? And did they succeed? It's your job to find out. Time for a refill. Uncle George said Marine One never landed. Oh, they play games with that. But if they even got close, it's a story. And the Arabic cleric and talk of demons, the chanting on that last tape, 
There's some sort of end of days cultish something going on here with this. I'm not into that sort of thing, but it seems to be all the rage in some sets. It's always been around. Not like today. It's unsettling. Regardless, whatever was or still is going on, there's much more here than meets the eye. If I were your age, I'd go after it in a second. I hoped you'd say that. So you're gonna do this as a podcast? I think that's brilliant. What have you been doing since Dark Thirty went under? Looking for this. Working in a coffee shop. Always wrote there in the wee hours, so they knew me. Well, this is the part where you ask for money. I'm in. How much do you need to do it right? I walked out of my professor's home with my head in the clouds and a check in my pocket. She funded the project right on the spot and signed on as my executive producer, which meant I'd have use of her contacts. And better, introductions, credibility. I still define second sources willing to confirm that any of this had actually happened. But my uncle was there. He saw it. It happened. My bag slung over my shoulder. My stride stretched to the beat of an old tune playing in my head. I didn't want to be sedated, but I probably needed to be. I was heading for the train. Not a kid anymore. I had just become a real reporter. And not some corporate mainstream hack who's told what to cover and what not to. I had just found a way to have a voice in this world. I wondered if this is how Nellie Bly felt as she landed her first assignment for the living, breathing Joseph Pulitzer when she first hit the streets of New York. Awards? Don't give a shit. But if this is what it felt like to have a future, I was all in. And demons that might stand in my way be damned to hell. I've been wrestling amped up punk rockers for years. Ha, demons, get off. My reverie with the moment was broken when my phone rang. The caller ID said Burnt Cabins, PA, and Uncle George said he was heading west, and that distance for a retired cop camping his way seemed about right. I was excited to tell him the news, and I wanted to catch his reaction. So I turned on my app that records calls, and I answered in full reporter on the beat mode. Rebecca Lash. Rebecca Alice Lash. That's who you called. You have an uncle, Captain George Lash. Right. Are you in a safe place? Yes. What's this about? This is Sergeant Mike Leopold, Fulton County Sheriff's. I'm calling you as the designated next of kin. There's no easy way to say this. Your uncle, Captain George Lash, was found dead this morning in Burnt Cabins, Pennsylvania. (laughs) 